is 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. I'm going to read it to you. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things the way people look at them. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now to me, when I first became a Christian over 25 years ago, um, I decided to read through the Bible. And this was the first verse that stuck out to me. And I was seeking to find out what God wants from us. And to me, this stands out because if you look at the world, the world says you have to be rich and you have to have nice things and all that. And what God is saying here is, I don't look at those things. I look at what's in your heart. And in order to be a good Christian, you have to have a heart of God. You have to read your Bible, understand what God wants from you in order to be a good Christian. And you're not gonna find that in the world the world's not going to teach you that. The world's going to teach you the opposite of that. If you if you like a cross-reference for the New Testament in Matthew 23, 28, it says virtually the same thing. So uh, I would encourage you to read your Bible. Um, uh, it's like God's blueprint for how we are to live our lives. And uh, that's the only way we're going to get the information we need. Have a good day. Well, good morning, Wellspring Church. Um, I, it's always an honor to open up God's word with you, and I am uh, looking forward to doing this. I'm also thankful for Tom's perspective. Uh, many of you probably don't get to see Tom. Tom is a kind of a behind-the-scenes guy. He's actually running the lyrics right now, so I'm really excited that he got to click on his own video. I'm sure that was really <laughs> exciting for him. Um, but I have the honor of working with Tom because Tom has this way of like, he's a quiet guy, but when Tom decides to speak, it's always a wealth of wisdom, and I have been honored to have him as a friend. But this is one of the things I've loved about this series. We're in this lifer series where we're looking at uh, people who've been saved for a long time and, and getting their, their kind of wisdom, their perspective on some really important passages in the Bible. And I don't know about you, but I've been personally encouraged by this. But Tom is absolutely correct when he's talking about this passage. We're, we're going to be looking today at 1 Samuel in chapter 16. And the heart of this passage is David. David is the star. And, and what, what God is doing here is God is showing Samuel and giving him the right perspective. That what God cares about, what God looks at, and he's far more import, uh, caring about what's going on in the inside of us than what's going around on the outside of us. But I have to be honest. When I was studying the passage this week, the person that resonated with me, the, the person that, that I just really connected with in this passage was Samuel, and it was his journey. And I don't know if it's just where I am in life right now, or maybe the life of our church, or, or the life of our culture, but today I want to dive in to see what God has to show through us through the eyes of, of Samuel. So that's what we're going to look at. But, but before we go any further, I need to know in the room, if, if you guys, if I can relate, if we can relate to each other, like that's really important to me. I try to be honest when I'm preaching, so, so we, I need to ask you all a question. Have you ever had a disappointment in your past? Uh, okay, right, right, right. Um, let, let me clarify a little bit. Have you ever had a moment where someone, something, or some place disappointed you? Of course. 
I mean, this is one of those like typical pastor questions where you ask and you hope and many people can relate as possible. But if we're honest, at some level, we've all had a disappointment. And here's where it often comes from. We have our thinking, right? We have our expectation. We think we know how someone's going to react or how something's going to go. And then it doesn't. Because oftentimes, uh, we, we don't see the way things are supposed to go. We don't see as God sees, and, and that's where the connection goes. And then we're in this season of, of, of praying to God, why? God, why, why did this happen? I don't understand. I'm wrestling with you. God, I need more answers. I need more clarity. But here's the reality. We fail to see as God sees because we're not God. We fail to see as God sees because we're not God. And, and we spend so much time asking God for clarity when God is really asking us for faithfulness. Many of us, and too, here, I mean, we'll go to the next level. Many of us will say, um, well, God, I'll be faithful. I'll start doing the right thing. I'll start being faithful when I know the facts. God, if I just had a little bit more clarity, if I just knew it was going down the pike a little bit more, then I would start being faithful. But until then, I'm in this tension. So what we heard Tom talk about in this video and what we're going to see through the eyes of Samuel is that the heart of a true Christian is a Christian that moves forward in obedience and faithfulness even though they don't have all the facts. And in this passage, Samuel had an expectation. Samuel had an expectation of how something was going to go. It didn't happen, and it left him in a disappointment and it left him in mourning and agonizing over what had happened, and Samuel was getting to a point of getting stuck. Now, before we dive into this passage, we kind of need to kind of like, where are we? Where are we in the Bible? We're in the Old Testament, okay? And the nation of Israel had just moved out of the wilderness into the promised land. And God was their king. God was their king and their protector. And there were kind of different tribes in the nation of Israel. And um, for a little while, the nation of Israel was kind of doing the right thing. But along the way, you know, the nation of Israel always had a hard time kind of doing everything God had wanted them to. And they got to a point where they started looking around at other nations and said, um, God, I know you're our king. God, I know you're our protector, but we would rather a human king. Right, where we're looking around and all the other nations have human kings and, and we really want a human. We want to be like the other nations. And then the prophet Samuel went to the, to the leaders and said, you don't know what you're asking for. Why would you give up God being your protector and your king and, and, and substitute that for a human king? And Samuel was like really passionate about this, but God being God, he, he, he calmed Samuel down and said, listen, if that's what they want, if that's what they want, I'll give it to them. So through Samuel, God raised up the first king of Israel called Saul. Now, if you were have a resume, Saul kind of checked almost every box. He was tall, he was dark, he was handsome, he was a warrior, he was tough. He looked, man, you saw Saul walking towards you, you're like, ooh, right? <laughs> like, Saul looked the part. But here's the deal. Saul lacked one very important thing, character. And so often, as we see in this text, we get so enamored with the outside and we forget about the inside. So, so Saul was king, and, and after a while, you know, Saul did some of the right things, and after a while, though, it started to fall apart because Saul's character started to leak out. And so Saul disobeyed God three times. And after three times, God was like, listen, I am done with you. 
If you're going to disobey me, I'm going to find myself a new king. And that's where we pick up in chapter 16, where God is going to Samuel and saying, it is time for us to get a new king. And that's where we pick up. So let's start reading. Chapter 16, starting in verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you must do. And you shall anoint for me him who I declare to you. Okay, so here's what's happening. Samuel being a man of God, because Samuel was a man of God, Samuel being a man of God was mourning over the failures of Saul. Samuel was mourning over the failures of Saul, disappointed in Saul's, uh, Saul's sin, becoming stuck and enamored and in, 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 in just in this place of being in a disappointment. And, and God responds to Samuel saying, are you done yet? God responds to Samuel saying, listen, I'm done with the past. I am moving forward. God is saying, listen, I have a purpose and I have a vision. I, don't, I know you're kind of stuck in dealing with this kind of past disappointment, but I'm moving forward. Are, are you with me? I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. I don't know if you're watching online. I don't know where you're at. I, I don't know where you feel stuck. But for a lot of us, 2020 was a hard year. I mean, 2020 was, was filled with, I mean, some, there were some good things, but for a lot of us, there were, there were disappointments. There were broken expectations. There were promises that we had. Man, we entered last year thinking, man, we're, we're on the move. We, we see things coming. We had all these expectations. And then slowly, they all started to fall apart. And God is saying, listen, I, I know you may not understand the why right now. I, I know you might not understand why those things transpired, but, but it's time to move on. It, it's time to move forward, and, and are you with me? Some of you need to hear that right now. Some of you have been dealing with a disappointment or a broken expectation in a relationship or a place or a thing, and you've become stuck. So, so the question that I've, I had to deal with when I was reading this text and the, and the question that you have to deal with is, are you bold enough to, to dust off your knees and says, I'm moving forward? I'm not trusting in myself, but I'm trusting in the one who has the vision. Is that the point we're at? In this passage, uh, we see Samuel being a man of God who's walking in obedience even when he doesn't have all the answers. You see God instructing Samuel, saying, listen, you're going to go forward. You're going to do this thing. Saul didn't have the name. He just knew the destination. But even without the facts, Saul being a man of, or Samuel being a man of God walked in obedience. Let's continue in, in verse 4. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, do you come peacefully? And he said, peacefully I come, 
to, to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Uh, why that's important is in the last chapter, uh, with God's honor, uh, someone was kind of not doing the right thing, and, and, and Samuel literally chopped someone up. So, right, it's a little, right. Are you coming? Yes, peacefully. <laughs> Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Elba and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed before him. Whoa, this must be the guy. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither the Lord has chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah passed by, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has chosen none of these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all of your sons here? I know God told me something. God told me the king was going to be among your sons. There has to be more. And he said, well, there remains the youngest. But behold, he's just keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes. So some, some observations from this passage. Number one, Samuel fell into the trap of judging by human standards and not God's standards. Samuel fell into the trap of, of judging by past experiences. You know, Samuel saw the older brother walk up and was like, whoa, Another tall, dark, and handsome guy. This must be the guy. This must be Saul 2.0. But God quickly corrects Samuel and says, Listen, Samuel, you got it all wrong. I value character over position. I value what's on the inside versus what's on the external. I mean, don't, don't we do this at all levels? Man, I have heard things this year. Graham, 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 Graham. I have found my dream guy. Oh, man, he is handsome. He's funny. Um, yeah, I know he doesn't really love Jesus. Yeah, I know he's a little rough around the edges, but I, I can fix him. Trust me, you can't. Man, and then, then I've heard, that, oh, 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 my dream, the, the job of my dreams has come along. Yeah, it's going to make me more successful. It's going to bring me more money. Yeah, I, I know it's going to take me away from church. Yeah, I know I'm not going to spend as much time with my kids as I initially wanted, but, but listen, I can make it work. Trust me, you can't. There was a season in my life, I always talk about the season. God taught me so many lessons through this season, but there was a season in my early 20s. Man, if you're in your early 20s right now, I feel you. <laughs> but there was a word that began to creep in my heart. Um, it's kind of a famous word in our generation. It was called entitlement. I don't know if you've ever, but I was in my early 20s, and I began looking around at, at other people and things, and man, I, I got this kind of entitlement started to creep up, and it said, I, and here's a phrase that if you ever start saying this phrase, you need to check your heart, and that's, I deserve. I got to a place where I said, you know, I, I deserve more money. I, I deserve more success. I deserve more attention from places where I don't need attention. 
And I began wrapping myself in this place. And then in the process, I said, well, my, my walk with Jesus isn't really giving me these earthly things. So I'm just going to put that on the back burner. I'm just going to move forward. And so what I did is I started to surround myself with the people that had the things I wanted. And, and the, the trouble with those kinds of people is uh, they lack character. They lack the thing that God's most of what's happening on the inside and not what's on the outside. Now, I'm thankful to God that he stopped me in my tracks on that road before I made too many mistakes. But listen, we make these decisions all the time. We make decisions on people, places, and things, what's satisfying to our eyes instead of what's enriching to our faith. I mean, we do this every step of the way. The, the second observation we see here is, is Samuel failed once, but not twice. Samuel failed once, but not twice. What I love about Samuel is he, he trips up in the first round, right? The older brother comes, he, he trips up, makes a mistake, but he doesn't make a second mistake. He moves forward saying, no, no, I'm, God has commanded me. I'm trusting God. There must be another son because I'm not questioning God anymore. There must be another son. Here's a question that hit me when I was reading this text, and, text, and it's going to hit you. I, I hope it hits you. I know it's going to hit you. How many times do you need to hear a no from God until you start questioning his faithfulness? How many times does God have to give you a no before you start questioning, God, maybe you don't have my best interest in heart? God, God I thought you were going to do something, and I keep hearing a no. In 1 Corinthians, it says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and immovable. The heart of a follower of Jesus is someone who says, I don't fully understand. I, I don't know all the facts. I don't have all the details, but I'm going to be steadfast because I've experienced the victory through Jesus Christ. That is a follower of Jesus. What God is calling us to is faithfulness and obedience, even when we lack the clarity of what's coming. That is a follower of Jesus. Being a follower of Jesus is trusting in God's vision that extends far beyond our vision. So here, here's a little, little, little fact, factoid about Graham. I love pirates. Maybe you didn't know about that man. Love pirates. If you ever have a Pirates of the Caribbean marathon, invite me. I will bring the popcorn. But here's the thing about pirates, um, right? The captain, he has his compass, he has his map. And then in the crow's nest, there's always the guy with the, like, the long telescope who's able to give direction to the captain, right? So if there's trouble ahead, the captain will yell. He'll look at his you know, instruments and he'll yell up saying, hey, is there any, anything ahead I need to be worried about? Now, what would happen is if the captain decided to do it differently, and instead of yelling up to the person that had the perspective, that, that had the instruments to see what was coming, what if he yelled down to the guy in the hall saying, yo, yo, yeah, I know you can't see, but do you know what's coming? I mean, that's crazy. But, but don't we, we do that all the time. We go to every other source. We go to every other thing to gain perspective instead of going to the one who has the clarity and the perspective because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He knows what's in for us. He has our best before us. And even if we have a no, he's saving that for a better yes. Let's finish up in, in verse 12. And he said, or he sent him and brought him in. And now was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. This is David. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is the one he sent. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went back to Ramiah. In this passage, what we're looking at here, God is setting the stage that 500 years later from this date, 500 years later from this date, Jesus would be born in a manger through the line of David. You see, David was just being faithful in a field one day. And the next day, he was on stage to be a king. David didn't seek his calling. David was just being faithful. David didn't send out resumes saying, ah, I'm looking for purpose. I'm looking for what's next in my life. No, David was just being faithful, and God brought his calling to him. David never had clarity. He was just faithful. Now, why, why was David faithful like this? Well, it's our, our big idea for the sermon today, is that God's the only one with 20-20 vision. God is the only one that has the clarity. We, we see in this passage that God was working and setting the stage through Samuel of what was going to happen 500 years later. Samuel would never get to see the miracle that was unfolding. Samuel was just faithful. Samuel didn't know. He just was obeying God. Because Samuel and David trusted in their God, and they walked and moved in obedience and faithfulness. Now, now listen, why was Samuel able to, to do this? Because this is something I kind of like, well, I, I want to be, if this is the way to go, I want to be more like Samuel. I want to be more like David. And the reason why Samuel was able to do this is because Samuel engaged with God. And, and this is one of our, our discipleship values here at church. Engage with God, a question to ask yourself, how did I spend time with God this week? Samuel was able to walk in step with God because Samuel spent time with God. Samuel had closeness with God. God was never too far away that when Samuel needed some information on the next step he should take, God was right there because Samuel engaged and was in closeness with God. Some of you this morning are stuck. Some of you are stuck in a past disappointment. Some of you are stuck in a broken expectation, and what God is calling to you right now is it's time to move on. Listen, you may not have all the clarity. You may not even have answers to the why, but God is saying to you, no, no, I have you. I have a purpose for you. I have a vision for you. But are you going to stand up and you're going to move forward? Some of you right now have made or are making decisions that are based on human standards and not God's standards. And you need to be in a place where, God, even though I keep hearing no, I'm going to trust you because I know who you are and I know your promises and I know your word and I'm going to trust you for that better yes. But will I have the patience to do that? So, so here's, here's my challenge. 
What do we do with this? My challenge for, for us this morning is to, to write it and surrender it. Knowing that God is the only one with 2020 vision and, and maybe this week we're going to engage him to gain some clarity in where we need to, to tighten up. The last few months, God has been wrestling in my spirit. Man, this, I don't know about for you. I know some of you, 2020 was great. For me, it was really tough. God broke me in ways I didn't think I needed to be broken, and God broke me where I did. But I have this wrestling in my spirit that God is moving. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I'm going to keep walking and, and not know the answers. And God, I don't know where the next step is, but I'm going to step. So are you going to do that this year? Are you going to move past that failure? Are you going to move past that disappointment? Are you going to work through that decision that you know you made based on human things and not the things that matter to God? Because I don't know about you, I don't know where you are, but I want to be more like Samuel and David. I want to be far more concerned about my faithfulness to God than do I know all the answers. I want to be to move in step with God and be obedient to God because I know God cares for me. I know he loves me, even when I, I don't have it all figured out. Uh, growing up, some of you know Robert and Joyce Hayes. Many of you don't. Uh, they're a, a singer-songwriter. And Joyce used to sing this song, and it, it, the lyrics just felt so, so timely. And I, I want to read them for us today because I just feel like it speaks to the heart of what we're talking about right now. All things work for our good. Though sometimes we don't see how they could. Struggles that break our hearts in two sometimes blind us to the truth. Our Father knows what's best for us. His ways are not our own. So when our pathway grows dim, and when we just don't see Him, remember you're never alone God is too wise to be mistaken. He is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand and when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. Church, again, I don't know, I don't know your journey. I don't know where God has you right now. If you're watching online, I don't know your story, but I know that God doesn't do anything by mistake. And I know God has you in this room or on this stream right now for a reason. And will you be bold enough to walk forward? Will you be bold enough to say, ah, I don't have all the answers, but I'm gonna trust the heart of God because I know the heart of God is, is pure, is perfect, is trustworthy. This week, will you, will you take the challenge to, to write it down, to journal it, to take that, that broken expectation or that failure or, or that decision, will you write it down and where you say, God, I'm just gonna spend time giving this back to you. God, I just want you to speak through your word. I want you to speak through me in prayer, God. I'm giving this back. I'm tired of being stuck. Samuel was able to move forward because he trusted God because he was obedient to God, because he had the faithfulness to God. Will that be you? Let's pray.
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you that you love us. That some of us have been through some really, really hard things. God, we feel stuck right now. We're, we're just living in a disappointment. We're living in a broken expectation. But God, like we saw in Samuel, God, it's time to move. It's time to take a step. It's time to be obedient to you. It's time to have faith in you. It's time to trust you. So God, in this moment, would you break our hearts where they need to be broken so you can heal us? so we can walk forward in the ways that you want us to walk forward, God. God, I pray that wherever we got caught up in making decisions or looking at things through, through our eyes instead of your eyes, God, I pray that, God, I just pray you break us again. I pray you break us in a way that's gonna lead us to where you want us to be. Because God, where you are not, I don't wanna be. So Jesus, we love you. I thank you that you care for us. I thank you that when we mess up, you're there again and again and again and again. Jesus, in your name.